CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I wonder if right now, any of these senators that thought this was a good idea and that we were a little pushover community are sitting there just asking themselves, what in the actual tarnation they've gotten themselves into? Senators, meet the Cyber Hornets. Welcome back to The Breakdown with me, NLW. It's a daily podcast on macro, Bitcoin, and the big picture power shifts remaking our world. The Breakdown is sponsored by NYDIG and produced and distributed by Coindesk. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday, August 3rd, and today we are talking about the Senate meeting the Cyber Hornets. I know, I know, it has been a lot of days with a focus on this developing infrastructure bill story. But first, hopefully by now you grok how big the implications are for the industry. Second, it is an extremely fast-moving story. There were new relevant events that happened between when I finished recording yesterday and when the podcast was actually released. And three, there are some larger dimensions to it that have implications even beyond just this bill. So at least for a little while, you're stuck with this story. And where we left off yesterday was the furious lobbying of the crypto industry over the weekend had made some progress. The language in the bill was softened. As CoinCenter's Jerry Brito put it, it's better than where we started, but still not good enough to clearly exclude minors and similarly situated persons. Now, if you happen to be just tuning in for the first time, just hearing about this for the first time, effectively the issue here is that at the last minute, the folks writing the key infrastructure bill added crypto tax payments as a part of it. Specifically, they put in new definitions of who constitutes a broker for the sake of tax reporting in order to get back taxes that they claim were going unreported. The problem is that the definition of broker was so wide that it could implicate a huge number of people in the crypto industry that don't look at all like brokers in any reasonable way. So that's the issue. Again, Jerry Brito's quote, it's better than where it started, but still not good enough to clearly exclude minors and similarly situated persons. And what he means is exclude them from this definition of being a broker. Now, Rob Portman, one of the Republicans who drafted the bill, keeps saying over and over that the intent isn't to target these miners and wallet developers. A Washington Post article about this this morning reads, Portman, who drafted the measure, has denied that cryptocurrency miners and software developers would be targeted under the new provision. He is expected to deliver remarks on the Senate floor affirming that the plan does not apply to these groups. The issue here, though, is that it well and truly does not matter what Portman thinks the words mean. It matters what future officials who interpret them think the words mean. 
That's the whole thing about law, and the reason it has to be articulated in such exacting, excruciating detail is that in the future, people will be called upon to interpret that law. And if the words literally allow for thing X to be true, it doesn't matter that the drafters of the law say, yeah, but that's not the intent of thing X. Frankly, it is mind-boggling that a Senate leader wouldn't get this. Or perhaps a better word is unbelievable. Many in crypto clearly don't believe it. As Jerry Brito writes about that statement, a speech saying you don't mean to cover minors is nice, but if you really mean it, there is a simple fix. Take an amendment that adds a line, nothing in this section shall be construed to include minors, wallet makers, devs, etc. Caitlin Long echoes this frustration. Congress is so broken, she writes. Senator Rob Portman is trying to create legislative record that the infrastructure bill doesn't cover node operators, miners, and validators. Why not just say that? Answer, the bill wouldn't pass. So Congress shirks its responsibility and hands career agency staff more power. End quote. Here's where it gets really interesting, though. It's not just crypto folks spreading this message. We discussed Ron Wyden, the Democratic senator from Oregon, yesterday. He tweeted on Sunday, Americans avoiding paying the taxes they owe through cryptocurrency is a real problem that deserves a real solution. The Republican provision in the bipartisan infrastructure framework isn't close to being that solution. It's an attempt to apply brick-and-mortar rules to the internet and fails to understand how the technology works. This story got picked up by outlets like politics-focused Roll Call, who published a piece called Wyden Wants Tweaks to Infrastructure Bill's Cryptocurrency Rules. Subheader, Senate Finance Chair Concerned About Impact to Blockchain Technology Developers. Here's the key paragraph in that piece. Wyden supports reporting rules for cryptocurrency exchanges, which is what the provision aims to do according to an aide. His concern is that the language lacks clarity and could mean that developers of blockchain technologies, such as wallets, which allow users to manage different crypto transactions, have to provide information to the IRS, which could pose technological challenges and cause unintended consequences. Wyden hasn't ruled out putting forward his own amendment as a fix. End quote. It's also not just Ron Wyden. Republican Pat Toomey has called the proposal unworkable. He tweeted, the bipartisan infrastructure package includes a hastily designed tax reporting regime for cryptocurrency. Simply put, the text is unworkable. I plan to offer an amendment to fix it. What's more, his full statement makes it even clearer that he gets it. Quote, Congress should not rush forward with this hastily designed tax reporting regime for cryptocurrency, especially without a full understanding of the consequences. By including an overly broad definition of broker, the current provision sweeps in non-financial intermediaries like miners, network validators, and other service providers. Moreover, these individuals never take control of a consumer's assets and don't even have the personal identifying information needed to file a 1099 with the IRS. Simply put, the text is unworkable. I plan to offer an amendment to fix it. Importantly, this has jumped out of the realm of some small industry thing to mainstream news. A headline in the Washington Post this morning reads, GOP senators feud over cryptocurrency plan as lawmakers seek funding for infrastructure deal. That piece has a few additional details. First, another bit of clarification that Republican lawmakers are going for. Quote, Republican lawmakers involved in negotiations have also asked the Treasury Department to issue informal guidance, clarifying that miners and software developers will not be subject to the new rules, according to a GOP official familiar with the matter. End quote. But also, we got some insight into how this thing happened in the first place. Quote, the late haggling over the cryptocurrency provisions comes on top of months in which the White House and a bipartisan group of senators have struggled to figure out how to pay for the infrastructure package. Even changes as small as tougher tax enforcement on things like Bitcoin 
could prove thorny as lawmakers try to guide any proposal into law. Targeting cryptocurrencies, which have relatively little political clout in Washington, emerged last week as a possible compromise after Republicans ruled out taxing the rich and more aggressive IRS pursuit of tax cheats. End quote. So basically, the bill had to find some ways to say it would pay for itself. Republicans killed the unpalatable approaches Democrats had advanced, and what was left was them targeting things without a lot of power in Washington. I wonder if right now, any of these senators that thought this was a good idea and that we were a little pushover community are sitting there just asking themselves what in the actual tarnation they've gotten themselves into. Senators, meet the Cyber Hornets. The Breakdown is sponsored by NYDIG, the institutional-grade platform for Bitcoin. As longtime listeners know, NYDIG is a major force in the Bitcoin space, and they're now making it possible for thousands of banks who have trusted relationships with hundreds of millions of customers to offer Bitcoin. That mainstream access is critical for all of us, and you can learn more about it at nydig.com NLW. That's nydig.com forward slash NLW. Jake Travinsky explained a little bit about why this is working. He tweeted, Senators Ron Wyden and Toomey already have more engagement on their tweets criticizing the infrastructure bill than nearly any other tweet this year. It sounds silly, but this matters. Elected officials need to know we're a big part of their constituency, and when needed, we go hard. Later in the day, the Electronic Frontier Foundation picked up the cause and framed it in terms of surveillance and an affront to liberty and privacy. They tweeted, Here are six reasons we hate the new cryptocurrency surveillance provision buried in Biden's infrastructure bill. Number one, it will require new surveillance of everyday users of cryptocurrency. Number two, it could force software creators and others who do not custody cryptocurrency for their users to implement cumbersome surveillance systems or stop offering services in the U.S. Number three, it will create more honeypots of private information about cryptocurrency users that could attract malicious actors. Number four, it will create more legal complexity to developing blockchain projects or verifying transactions in the United States, likely leading to more innovation moving overseas. Number five, it is impossible for miners and developers to comply with these new reporting requirements. Number six, it creates uncertainty about the ability to conduct cryptocurrency transactions directly with others via open source code, for example, through smart contracts and decentralized exchanges. Any smart cryptocurrency regulation should safeguard privacy, innovation, and decentralization. This fast-moving provision fails those standards. Couldn't have said it better ourselves, EFF. So, where are things now? Well, Jake Travinsky again writes, Tuesday morning infrastructure bill update. We're working to get the bill amended on the Senate floor. Several senators have already expressed public support for an amendment. Details are taking shape. So on the bill itself, there is some positive momentum. But what about the broader assessment of the crypto industry and its relationship to Washington? Well, there is still some amount of dismissiveness from some critics who are claiming it's the crypto industry complaining about having to pay taxes. That's total bullshit, though. And at any point, any reporting that frames it this way, that frames the pay now provision as just trying to get the U.S. government's fair share of what's owed, is either one, incredibly lazy, which is going to be the vast majority of cases, or two, outright malicious. As Neeraj from Coin Center put it, let's try this again. No one is complaining about paying crypto taxes. No one is complaining about a broker like Coinbase being treated like a broker. What we don't want is a miner staker to be treated like a broker, because they aren't brokers by any stretch of the imagination. 
At this point, we have made our position explicitly clear. Getting this wrong is inexcusable. Still, it is abundantly clear, and this is the real point that I want to make, that the crypto industry has put Washington on notice. A New York Times headline reads, Cryptocurrency in the Infrastructure Bill, the Industry Wins Last-Minute Concessions. This is really powerful. I tweeted about this this morning, and Jake Travinsky responded in saying he was really proud of this industry, that it's punching above its weight class. And that's a good thing, because we are going to need it in the many, many fights to come. Remember how I told you about that massive comprehensive crypto regulation bill put forth by Congressman Don Beyer? Well, here's some tea. Yesterday, in an appearance on Coindesk TV, Representative Tom Emmer, who has been deeply engaged with the crypto space for years now, basically dropped a, who the hell is this guy? Quote, Don Bayer hasn't been involved in this space at all that I know of. And all of a sudden, he comes out with this proposal that will give the Federal Reserve complete control over creating central bank digital currency and all kinds of related authority to it. Call me suspicious if you want, but I think that sometimes someone at Janet Yellen's treasury would call a longtime ally like Don Bayer and say, look, we really need to push back on these Republicans. So as I mentioned, that legislation is massive, but it's still not the only thing floating around. There's also Gary Gensler. In an interview with Bloomberg today, the new SEC chairman made clear that his interest in the crypto space does not mean he's going to give it an easy pass. Quote, while I'm neutral on the technology, even intrigued, I spent three years teaching it, leaning into it. I'm not neutral about investor protection. End quote. Before we go getting nervous, though, here are a few things to keep in mind. There are two languages regulators are using around crypto right now, investor protection and systemic risk. Investor protections are just, are there enough safeguards in the system? Now, these can have a big impact on what tools are available to people. For example, whether retail users are allowed to trade a certain asset or a certain type of derivative. But ultimately, when we're talking about investor protections, there's lots of room to work and debate and nothing is an existential threat. Assigning crypto the label of systemic risk is a whole different thing. That's the type of language that leads to repressive regulatory regimes, extreme compliance burdens, and outright bans. That's also the language starting to be picked up by folks like Elizabeth Warren. Gensler is using the investor protection language, which, by the way, is his mandate, and that's the other thing that's important to note. Of course he has to remind people that his mandate is investor protection. If everyone perceived him to be in the pocket of crypto or overly favorable to crypto, he would have no credibility to actually help crypto. Now, as I was recording this, news started to break of a speech that Gensler gave earlier today where he had much more aggressive language towards the industry. Coindesk is reporting it as SEC Chairman Gensler agrees with predecessor every ICO is a security. Catherine Wu, crypto lawyer, former VC, former founding team at Masari, writes, Gensler really went live today to give us all a huge f*** you. In all seriousness, though, this is the most aggressive and hostile stance regarding U.S. crypto legislation to date from the SEC, magnitudes more than anything before. Jake Chervinsky doesn't agree. Nick Carter says it's significant. It's confused, but it's definitely a little bit different a story than I was just telling you. Unfortunately, I had to go back and add this because it came out after I was done recording, which means you probably know what we're talking about tomorrow. For now, though, what I'll say as I wrap up is this. What we're seeing is the emergence of a nascent crypto lobby, a decentralized, coordinated when it needs to be effort to push government to understand crypto on its own terms, not just smash its round peg into the square hole that used to be. 
I think it's extremely positive. And while there's still a ton of work to do on this specific infrastructure bill and then on the future cryptocurrency bill that was introduced by Bayer, I think we're starting to build not just the social immune system that people talk about so often, but the actual advocacy tools to turn that into different policies. I'm super appreciative of all the efforts that are going into this, and I appreciate you guys listening. Until tomorrow, be safe and take care of each other. Peace. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 